Welcome back to an all new episode of the Giant Contraband Robot. Where's Ice Cream Day amidst the pandemic? Woo. I'm your host, Desi Robinson. I'm about to Desi the Seth. Nah, this is Desi is dead. Yep. Eating a nice ice cream cookies and cream sandwich. Damn, let's go. How, now tell me, if Desi is dead, how are you enjoying. A what? I said, if, uh, if Desi is dead, how are you enjoying that ice cream sandwich in hell? <clears throat> Devil and I has worked out some things. I said, if you let me have some ice cream here in hell, I'll torture Hitler for you. I think that's a good trade-off. But, I mean, technically that means you get two things. Yeah. <laughs> but, I don't know Hitler personally, because I wasn't around the 1930s. Well, no, no, not 1930s. Yeah, no, no. 1930s and 40s, no. 1940s and 50s. But, it was for all the people who was horribly, horribly, horribly displaced in the Holocaust. So, within uh, less than two minutes of the first of the recording, welcome to the Giant Contraband. We're talking about Hitler and the Holocaust. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> and your host eating ice cream. Literally. And your host eating ice cream through it. <laughs> this is a totally a no-no on any if you a podcast or a radio show, you're not supposed to be eating anything. <laughs> and then I just broke rule number one. I don't care. And and you broke it right at the beginning too. So that means all podcasts to get over it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which means you're probably gonna be doing most of the talking. <laughs> I didn't even understand that part. It's the chocolate. <laughs> Chocolate. Nice. I'm sorry. So, <laughs> oh, so you know, I, I don't think I can continue doing this. Um, it's okay. I've done this by myself anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but also, you know, we're going to start with, uh, we actually have housekeeping. So for the week of April 17th, or April 18th, which will be Saturday of the day of this recording. New episodes of Artist Talks will be coming soon. Um, I'm currently in the process of um, getting artists so we can finish off season two. Um, so I can start focusing on season three. With the pandemic is going on, people obviously now has time to do podcasts and shit, especially me. Uh, well, obviously, I have time because me. Hello, we're recording this episode, which will be available this coming Monday, right. April 20th, 420. What, what? But I can't smoke on 420. Oh, yeah, that's Monday, huh? Yep. Damn, I'm going to be at work on 420 at 420. And because I'm an asthmatic. Mm, hold on, ice cream. <clears throat> <laughs> like, because he's an asthmatic, he likes ice cream. But on top of that, because of the pandemic is also because of, because let's let's not sugarcoat the pandemic is making people with respiratory problems number one target. Yeah. So the last thing I want to do is fuck up my lungs and get hit. No, no, that's that's a that's a real issue. Well, I can't believe I have to say it's a real issue considering how many people don't believe it's an issue or even real. I know. Now, smoking weed is by no means wrong. Hell, I love it. But, I like being alive. Yeah. I like being around. I like doing this. 
So I like being able to observe the content that uh, gives us the basis for our podcast. Yeah. Well, I'm a whole lot of smoking for a while. Once again, ice cream in the mouth. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> the show is going off the, all off the rails already. You know, you can't you can't uh, go off the rails if you were if you never were on them in the first place. That is true. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> the episodes that we're um, I'm currently working on is the reboot episodes with Isai de Los Angeles, Santos Nunez, and Brianna Correa. Um, we're trying to get um, artists Jimena Sarno, working artists, um, the previous student artists who are unfortunately won't be able to graduate properly. And it's going to get their diplomas in the email. Not a, not a joke, but that's essentially what's going to happen. Uh, but working artists um, like Jimena Sarno and Alan Nakagawa, who I'm also trying to get. Alan was also featured in the LA Times. He's putting together a COVID-19 haiku, and he has different people submit um, sounds um, and haikus to him. And he's currently in the middle of mixing and rendering it. Um, it's gonna it's gonna sound amazing. I will post the link in our description so you can go here and I'll also post the link of his IG page so you also can check out his um his work. <laughs> and I also got him met him I'll meet him at one time. Well, numerous of times, like well, for the whole fucking year of twenty um eighteen and nineteen I got um got to hang out with him. Um <laughs> wasn't able to go to any of his shows that he was doing throughout the years. But I was featured in a show that he was doing at Cal State Dominguez Hills. Um, even though it was primarily focused on Asian Americans and the injustice that they went through here in the U.S., but um, he has student um, student um, artworks that we've done. I uh, did a piece, um, watercolor piece, which I know not ever do. I don't like watercolor. I don't. <laughs> but I worked with him. And I did it, and it's um, it's an honor to work with uh, Alan Nakamura. And the human Sarna Sarno, my former professor, who I can now say she's a friend. Down to earth, awesome, um, awesome artist. She works on a large scale and small scale. She incorporates sound within her um, art pieces. So, cannot wait to do those episodes with her. Nice. I should great. Based off of the uh, previous recordings, including the previous season, they should come out great, man. Yep. And I'm also working on. I think we should do some transparency. Mm-hmm. I'm working on some artwork. Yeah, let's go with you first. What, what are you doing with your um, three prints so I can actually finish this ice cream sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I got I got into three D printing. I uh, I managed to get a my hands on a monoprice. If anybody cares, a monoprice MP Select Mini V2. Not exactly the fanciest or the biggest, but it's functional, it works reliably, and it's teaching me a lot about 3D printing and the process in general. Uh, I've been working right now on trying to teach myself 3D modeling, so that way I can um, not only modify certain prints that um, that I find online, but also be able to create my own kinds of prints. Yeah. And uh, I'm among just working on basic things right now, like trying to figure out how to make a... Uh, a couple COVID masks and uh, like uh, reusable masks that um, they use uh, HEPA filters. 
but um, on the smaller scale, other than just you know screwing around with with fun prints like uh, but there's a there's a fun print that I did the other day that I'm actually really happy with how it came out. I was able to print a a face hugger from Alien with really good detail and full articulation in the in the tail and the legs. Um, that fits in the palm, the size of the palm of my hand. Oh, that's fucking sweet. And, and it came out so good. I was really happy with how it came out. It has all the detail of the money fingers. If you get, if anybody's interested in checking out like my 3D printing at all, um, you can check me out as uh, on Instagram, uh, Damon Lumber Writer. Check it out. But um, yeah, I've been I've been experimenting with that. I've been making. Um, more practically on a smaller scale, I, I've been making ear savers for anybody that's um, that's using masks for an expen extended period of time. You know, uh, essential workers, uh, healthcare workers, stuff like that. Uh, right now, I'm mainly giving them out to my friends and family, but I'm I'm trying to see if I can start printing them more rapidly and if I can send them somewhere to help out anything. But pretty much, pretty much, it's a clip that goes in the back of your head that um, you would attach your, you know, the strings to your mask to. Yeah. Instead of putting it on your ears, you would wrap it underneath your ears and just connect it to that hook, and it hold, it tensions the mask against your face by the back of your neck. I literally used it for five hours today while working up and down the ladder and doing line installation work, low voltage, mm -hmm. and it held up great. My mask didn't slip off once, and it felt comfortable, and my ears were fine the rest of the day. That's cool. So I'm pretty happy with it, but I'm already catching the bug because I'm I already ordered a second printer. <laughs> I ordered a, a, a second printer so that way I can print in resin with liquid plastic instead of um, instead of uh, tools. And How much is I, this one now? <laughs> <laughs> so that printer I ordered is a AnyCubic Photon S, and I got it for three hundred and eighty dollars. Dude, I have an issue with the company right now, so I might need to get that back. <laughs> okay. Just because I ordered the damn thing. I, okay, this is my gripe session with that now. Go ahead. I, I ordered the machine, and I ordered a wash and cure machine, which basically is a machine just as large as a 3D printer, but it's meant specifically to wash, rinse, and fully UV cure all of your resin prints because you have to do that with resin. Mm -hmm. But, um... I, I got the receipt that I paid for it, and they took my money. And they said, okay, we'll let you know um, when your order is processed and when we're, when we're going to be shipping it out. That was a week ago, and I ain't got nothing. Ooh. And they don't have a phone number. They oh. are supposedly reputable. Supposedly they are reputable. And I did already email their support staff, and I have still yet to receive a response from their support staff. So I'm pretty sure I'm gonna have to cancel that order for my card because that is not exactly a small chunk of change. Gosh, Anyways, but beyond that, even before I was having a break with them, I was on top of that already looking at a third printer. Boo! Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> because this printer, I love this printer, but it's really small. It prints, uh, it's a, it's 150 millimeters cubed. So, for everybody else that does not know what 150 millimeters is, think of it basically, it's like 2 point, I want to say almost 3 inches squared. That's how much print space I have. 
So I, I was already looking at a third printer that I I want to get that would basically expand my build space to just under two feet. Dude. <laughs> and I'm looking at upgrades. And I'm I'm falling head head over heels in love with 3D printing and like learning about all that stuff. And pretty much it's like the way I'm describing to people right now why I'm looking at another printer. The printer I have is basically me buying a fixed gear bicycle. You know, like it's easy to maintain. You learn how to you learn how to maintain it. You change your cables. You change your tire. You learn how to keep your your basically how to keep your bike in order. Then once you know how to do that, okay, maybe you want to move on to a mountain bike, something with gears, something that you can actually do more with, and it's a thicker process, and you can go farther with it, but you also have to maintain it more. That's how I look at these printers right now. I see them as... God damn. Steal my money. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus fucking Christ. Me, on the other hand, is trying to be more frugal. Well, not trying. It's trying to be more frugal. Frugal. I'm still saying trying. But Um... I'm mainly doing like I'm trying to curb eating out, but it's kind of hard when you can't like we already have any groceries in the house already. Uh huh. And then I like I said we use Instacart for the first time. Um, all that food is already gone, mm-hmm. which is obvious because <laughs> it's been like a week and a half later, and we're all home. And I like to yeah. say you're not hungry, you're bored. Get the fuck out the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> um, not like anything changed since the last time you went in there. Yeah, like seriously, nothing's gonna magically appear. <laughs> um, but there's like I know there's there's some bills that needs to be paid. Um, I still got like and this has been said already. Twelve hundred is not gonna it's not gonna you can't sustain twelve hundred dollars. You're gonna those who are responsible is gonna use up that twelve hundred like that like very quickly. Mm-hmm. But like um, I, we got a couple of bills that needs to be paid. Um, we're in a part of California where utilities is not being covered by the city. You, we have to still pay them. Right. So those who are living lavishly right now with your utilities already paid, I bet not seeing in it. You guys are fucking bitching. Cause we are like, it's okay, guys. Just stay inside. You know. Like it's not that hard. Stay inside. It's like you realize not everybody has. Can stay inside, right? Mm-hmm. It's still eating ice cream, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. There are some people legit losing their minds. Mm-hmm. And there's me. I'm just sitting here recording our podcast. Eating ice cream. Without a care in the world. Oh, I'm at the, I'm at the end. Many cares, just uh, ignoring them strategically. Yeah, and I'm already at the end of the part of the drumstick where it has chocolate at the end of it. Oh, it's the drumstick one. I oh. thought you were. For some reason, I thought you were having an ice cream sandwich. I had an ice cream sandwich and I finished it and while you was talking about your 3D printing. What? So you started on another ice cream? <laughs> yep. The fuck is it? 
Remember when we were talking about you're not hungry, you're bored? Yeah. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you're not hungry, you're bored. I'm not bored. I'm just like, yo, I have ice cream. <laughs> I want some ice cream. <laughs> I just love the idea that you were already like, oh yeah, I broke rule number one. So let me just break it again immediately after. <laughs> yeah, let me break another rule. I'm getting more ice cream. That's funny. Yeah. But, um, working on my art. Um, all these fucking video game sales, yo. I know damn for well everyone is going to sell some shit. They know people's getting their stimulus money. Oh, yeah. Of course. And I didn't, and I did not get sucked up in any of it yet. Yet. Um, not yet? You haven't, you haven't used your stimulus at all yet? No, because like I said, we, um, so far I've been, like I said, I'm trying not to, but we've been eating out, eating out a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I bought things that I need, soap, um, beard shampoo, beard oil, because if you don't have no beard shampoo, conditioner, and no oil, the beard gets super itchy and scratchy. Um, I bought some Freebreeze to keep the fucking carpet and couches at least some resemblance of um, freshness. So I won't get that stagnant air. Mm-hmm. I like to, a little tip, I like to spray the Freebreeze, get the the vacuum and vacuum over it. You get that mixture of fabric freshness mm-hmm. and clean. Nice. Um, so I was like basically feeding myself, my brothers, and buying stuff that I needed. Okay. And then I know there's gonna be bills. Then, well, I'm already already in the process of writing down like which bill is what that needs to be paid. Mm-hmm. We're gonna more likely take care of that this week coming up. And then um, if y'all listen to this on Monday, that means we're already in the process of paying off bills. <laughs> um, and then whatever's left, I'm more likely gonna buy myself. Um, Maybe Final Fantasy. I'm borrowing my brother's copy of Final Fantasy VII. Oh, okay. But I haven't been too hardcore playing any games right now because I'm still in fucking school. I'm still trying to get into grad school, so I've been doing a lot of writing um, for these fucking classes. And then the artwork is just some of like the key things is I can't like. If I was there, people legit already passed Final Fantasy VII. Really? Yes, and there's legit some people who are working on a pl- on their platinums right now. Jesus, I'm on chapter three still. Ah. <laughs> and, uh, Just to give you an example of the gap, I'm I'm not even I'm barely ten I'm not even ten hours in the game. Wow, I'm four hours in. So that should tell you something. Yeah. Um, so far, and then me and my brother got into an argument, um, I was gonna buy PlayStation, like I said, the PlayStation show has some, sale got some good fucking games, like Control Deluxe Edition is $47, regular $80, um, the Lego Marvel Collection is $14, um, Doom is $8, and that came out in 2016, but $8, hell fucking yeah, so I'll get that. And then I was gonna get Final Fantasy VII, which would have been one forty, which is not bad for four games. Yeah, that's not. It's really not that bad. 
And then my brother was like, why are you buying new games? You haven't even finished Witcher 3. You was only barely five hours into Witcher 3. And I was like, yeah, I don't even remember how to play that game. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's like, you haven't even passed Red Dead Redemption 2. You just stopped in the middle of the story. And, and my brother Calvin, he's already on the first epilogue of Red Dead Redemption 2. Mm. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you're right. He's like, you started L.A. Noir on the PS4. And you haven't finished that. And you, wow, you, and you recently bought Batman Arkham Asylum. And you even did the Killer Croc fight yet. And you <laughs> almost at the end of the game at that. And I was like, you're right, you're right. This is my little brother. This is not my, I'm the oldest. They're not. Yeah. And I'm like, you're right, you're right, you're right. He's like, how about, you, he's like how about you finish those games? Then get new ones. I was like. It's like, how about you finish that ice cream before you open another one? I did. <laughs> I know. I scarf them both down. And talk at the same time. Like I can scarf them down and talk at the same time. The hell? Yeah. Oh, and I started Mass Effect 3. um, uh, Fifth playthrough. And I haven't even finished that. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus, man. And I always ask, why am I single? And with the list of video games of me starting not finishing it should give people a reason why. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I would buy new games to play them anyway. And I was like, I started Lego Undercover for like two hours and I stopped. I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm just gonna chuck it up because I'm getting older. <laughs> I'm legit. It's probably legit. It's probably I'm getting older, and I'm not. Mm-hmm. There's just like certain video games, like I do want. I legit do want to play, and then there's like times when, like you know, I don't. I rather just chill, watch TV. Yeah. Or in my case, chill and play The Sims Three. Because man, there is so much shit in Sims Three. Every time everybody gets to, like, yo, Sims 4 is free on the PSN. Sims 4 is available on um, PC. Get that. Mm-hmm. And there's, look at all these packs. All their fucking DLC packs. That, ladies and gentlemen, was a motorcycle or dirt bike going past. I'm sorry, what was that? <laughs> I didn't even hear you because of that. Um, Sims 4 DLC packs cost as much as a regular game damn damn yeah wow now people Wait, like each each pack individually yes 40 bucks uh that's how they made all their money yeah and then even with the psn sale it's still 20 dollars a piece and now this is how this is um very surprising at that this is the first time on a console port you're getting everything that the pc version has Oh wow! So I'm like, that shows you how powerful the PlayStation Four and the Xbox One is. The the they actually take all that DLC from the Sims Four and place them on console version. And I think the only reason why they was able to do that is because you took out City um, Sims. You know how in Sims Three you can drive from your house to the next without needing like a a loading screen between the two. Yeah. Sims 4 has a loaded screen between the two. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
I don't like that. That's play, It's like playing Sims 2. It's like playing Sims 2 and Sims 3 combined in one game. Yeah. But I'm, I'm fine. People's going to be like, what about Sims 3? Sims 3, you have you buy a DLC pack. It was like $10 a pack. I was like, $10 a pack. $10 to $12 at that. Oh, we got assholes out to die. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's kind of being an ass right now. Call the police and say you got somebody, you got a group congregating. That's uh, not a bad idea. Yeah, there's a group group of people outside, just, you know. Yeah, snitch. Yeah. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, I am condoning snitching. We want to live in 2020, motherfuckers. But I don't want stitches. How they know you the one snitching? Or do they live directly next door? Uh, I'm trying to the no, they're like two houses. Okay, and do they know it was you calling? Uh, probably not. So what's the problem, ladies and gentlemen? He's talking me into it. <laughs> Snitch! It's no, nobody will never know. <laughs> Hell, go I'll outside, see. cough on everybody. That would more likely get you stumped out, but you know. No. Just uh, it's you letting people know, like, yo, we in an epidemic. We don't need you riding. Bad enough, we already got ambulances and helicopters still running around. Yeah, for sure. So shit. And with that, we was talking about video game consoles. <laughs> that epic segue. And I didn't. Even, I didn't even pull up the fucking article, and I was talking shit about it. <laughs> Not really talking shit about it, but getting us prepared for it. All right. So. And this shows why, if have if I have the money, um, Xbox Series X already is scheduling for a holiday 2020 release, which we already which we already know. So far, right now, uh, this is this is why we need to pre-read before we record. <laughs> so okay before we was recording we was talking about how much the PlayStation 5 would cost <clears throat> it said we said about 450 to 549 was am I correct yeah so in this article it's basically saying the same thing we're fucking talking about right now there's no comicbook.com I'm calling you out you just gave us fucking clickbait yo it's 2020. We don't need to be doing clickbait articles. Written articles at that. Because in the fucking title, it legit says Xbox Series X Guide. Release date, price, um, um, price specs, games, and more. So with that title, we expect to know how much it's going to be cost right at launch, right? Right. And when it's supposed to be out definitively, right? Right. This article don't have none of that shit. It's really? A, yeah. It says pre-orders will more likely go live in June. That, that That's not definitive. Yeah, that's not. That's just saying most likely. And then it says release date. Again, assuming that the console isn't delayed because of the COVID-19, we will expect Microsoft to release the Xbox Series X in the prime holiday month of November. 
Wow. You fucking I feel suck. like Microsoft already won the console war this generation before console for PS5 even came out. True, but then also, once again, comic book. We, you're already saying shit we already fucking know. Yeah. And on top of that, we already know Best Buy, Walmart, GameStop, and Target is going to be the, and they keep forgetting, New Egg and Dell sales at mm-hmm. Microsoft type um, material, I mean, gear. Right. So, yes, we know we're going to pre-order it at any of those companies. We already know the specs because we did an in-depth episode talking about the specs of the fucking Xbox, which is, which will make PlayStation and Xbox equals by the time they come out. Mm-hmm. Comebook.com, you wearing thin on my patience, yo. <laughs> you wearing super fucking thin on my patience. I, 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 like, they did an article earlier in the week, and guess where they got their source from? Where? We got this covered.com. Really? Their source, talking about Star Trek Four. It said in that article, Chris Pine is returning as Captain Kirk. And that... Oh, fuck. I forgot her name already. Uh, Mystique in the new X-Men movies. Um, Jennifer Lawrence. There we go. Mm-hmm. It's playing, and I, um, playing number one in Star Trek Four. Now, if you don't know who number one is, she was... Um, the character number one is obviously the the second in command of the Enterprise. Um, if we're going old school, Gene Roddenberry's wife played number one while there was a Captain Pike, while Spock was number one. Um, she was famously played by Gene Roddenberry. Like I said, Gene Roddenberry's wife. If we zoom it to 2018, where Rebecca Remain played number one, and Anson mm-hmm. Mount played Captain Pike. So, in this case, since the unfortunate passing of Anton Yelchin, Chekhov would not be in the movie. Jennifer Lawrence would take that spot. Mm-hmm. And Zachary Quinto and everyone returns. Also, another side tidbit of Star Trek, Chekhov was technically, was not introduced until season two of Star Trek. And he was a background character. He was so popular, they made sure he was a red shirt, which means he could have died at any time, but since he was gaining popularity so much, yeah, they never killed him off. Mm-hmm. So, Interesting. So technically, Chekhov is just the background character. Just like in the films, he's just the background character. So which means, as much as you, Antonio, we, we're all still missing Antonio Ocean. Mm-hmm. He's not, Chekhov is not really that important. I, I hate to say it like that. It really is because if you look at it, it's Sulu, Chaka, um, Sulu, Bones, Scotty, Ahura, and Kurt, and Spock. That is it. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with the movie with just them. And but here's the thing: Chris Pine has came out and said he has not reached the deal yet. He does mm-hmm. want to return to Star Trek. Noah Hawley is still attached. That is that is definitely true. Noah Hawley of the Creative Legion, the TV show for FX, he's still attached to write and direct Star Trek Four. But hmm. I'm not. You sit on your throat of lies, you bitches. Because <laughs> I doubt Jennifer Lawrence. She could be. She could be. Right now, she she's in discussion. She could be. Yes. 
Mm-hmm. I doubt it. Because we got this covered. Fucking, we got two liars. Two liars in this episode, right? <laughs> two liars and heathens congregating outside the home of one Christian mentor. And this heathen who ate two ice creams back to back. Heathens to the left of me, and heathens to the right of me. I know what the title of this episode is going to be. Heathens? Heathens, <laughs> yep. He's <laughs> like, we are not sponsored by 21 Pilots. Please. I like 21 Pilots. When I think of heathens, I make it fun of religious groups out there. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, I got you. The the, the heathens part was religious. I, I just threw in the 21 Pilots thing right now. I, know, I, I still like me. I'm breaking all the kinds of rules. <laughs> I, I have my number one rule as an atheist if y'all didn't know I'm an atheist um, not to make fun of people of religion but because of this epidemic pandemic like that you see nothing but evangelists out there asking for money and then you got stupid ass people who's actually giving away their money there is a legit list on Twitter of the most mm-hmm. richest evangelists out there. And they haven't donated one red fucking cent. Oh, yeah. Why do they need to donate if their donation to the world is, you know, and then, their, uh, their their induction or whatever? I, I don't know. I don't want to get into that. And they said the soul of God is going to protect you from COVID-19. Oh yeah, no, no. They they say you know you send them a thousand dollars for that seed and you plant that seed in the ground and bam, God's gonna give you a thousand dollars cash. You are saved in the eyes of God. For the record, we're not digging on religion itself. I am. I'm digging specifically on TV televangelists and stuff that that say that you need to send them money for them to be able to give you God, pretty much. Fuck y'all. Alright. <clears throat> Street of Rage 4. Something that is concrete. Something I have been playing since I was seven years old. And it... Let me give you some backstory. Streets of, Streets of Rage has changed. It came out in the Sega Genesis and it changed the way gaming is. You had a choice system in a bit... I never played a fucking game that had a choice system ever at that point in time in my life. Majora's Mask... And Orchid of Time wouldn't be out until I was about 12 years old. Well, Majora's Mask was later, but mm-hmm. Orchid of Time came out when I was about 12, 12, 13 years old. So we're years before a choice system comes out. Well, mm-hmm. there's been some like NES games and some Atari games that have choice systems, but this is something that I was like, I got to the end of Streets of Rage. And they gave you a choice to turn on your part, your on the second player to become mm-hmm. a new crime boss or you and the person goes against them. Mm-hmm. We t- played multiple times and yes, you do kill off the character who you betray and you become mm-hmm. the new crime boss which is like, holy shit. We went the, we went, we went renegade before Mass Effect was even a thing. 
And then you get the good ending where all of them is together looking at their accomplishment of protecting the city from the from the big boss. Mm-hmm. And then we get Streets of Rage 2. Streets of Rage... I, I don't know what the fuck was for Streets of Rage 3. Streets of Rage 3. More Streets of Rage. And a kangaroo. <laughs> but Streets of Rage 4 is, out, is coming out April 30th. For the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and the PC. But if you have Xbox Game Pass, you get to play it at lunch. Thank you. This is like the this is the one good purchase I made from Xbox. Game uh, Game Pass. Yeah, because I got it. For, I had it. For, you remember we had it. I had it for free for like those three months. Mm-hmm. And then during those three months, I paid the fourteen. The, I'm going to be paying the fourteen ninety nine a month for it. I don't mind. I, I I got rid of a subscription service that I have no like. I got rid of DC Universe. I was I was I'm fucking serious. And we're gonna talk about DC um DC in the, in in a while in a little bit from now. But 14, it's coming. It's fourteen dollars a month, and we get to play games like Street Outer Worlds was the first game I played from Game Pass, and that and that was great. I'm I'm happy for that. NBA 2K20, which will never get my money. The only way that game will get my money if it's cheaper than twenty dollars, hmm. <laughs> because it's just as glitchy. I'm hearing, and I've seen videos just as glitchy as WWE 2K20. So that tells you not every game should be a seasonal game. Yeah, Infinity War. You should you know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what you mean. But um, like we said, Streets of Rage April thirty. So basically, end of this month. And if I was you guys, I would not play it on Game Pass. I would buy the collector's edition that we both saw. Still, if there's any game you should get on Steelbook, it is this. And Scott Pilgrim versus the World on Blu-ray Steelbook. It's fucking phenomenal. I'm just saying. <laughs> it, is, it is beautiful. The characters that are coming back. I'm gonna see if I can. Uh, you know what? I'm not gonna try. I don't remember their names right off the fucking bat. <laughs> I'm gonna like try. I don't remember it. That means I ain't gonna try to pronounce it. No, it's like <laughs> I remember the characters because they updated the look of each character for Streets of Rage, mm-hmm. but. I legit forgot their fucking names. Um, but if you look at the trailer, it shows the release date, which we just said twice already. Um, uh, it also shows off a new game feature called Battle Mode, which features Streets of Rage veterans that we recognize from the past. They keep them in the style, in the new game style, but placing them in Streets of Rage 2 and 3 streets. So pretty much, it's, it's a leg- it's a legacy experience returning from the streets of uh, returning from Streets of Rage two and three, where the creators said about the battle mode in the trailer, the feud settling battleground is bound to help rivals recognize who truly um, who truly is Wood Oak City's finest alley clearing ruffians, as well as well as settling grudges spurred by accidental friendly strikes during multiplayer sections. 
that's gonna cause some friendships <laughs> to be in question because like in the original game if your if player two hits you you're losing a bit of your health mm-hmm. friendly fire cannot be turned off <laughs> they, they really going old school <laughs> we have an appearance of Christian's puppy what is your puppy's name Christian? sorry about that <laughs> uh, that's Luna, and she's uh, trying really hard to. Streets of Rage Four will be will have a story mode as well. Um, it's up to four player local and two player online, so they're really going old school when you're playing online. Oh man, it, it should be the other way around. It should be two player local, four player online. Can beat the game fast. Mm-hmm. You can t- if it's gonna have trophies, they haven't they haven't said if there's gonna be trophies or not. If you play two, oh man, I'm 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 already I'm already like hypothesizing how to how to get this shit done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, yeah, this is um they're gonna have a classic look for the game to make mm-hmm. to make the game look like it was made in 1994. Oh, nice. Uh, the game is worked with in conjunction of the original um, composer of Streets of Rage. Holy shit. This is like... I'm pretty sure the Video Game Awards are going to be digital this year. Like they was last year. Yeah. Game of the year. For indie game, this should win indie game of the year. Real, you're already making that call, huh? I'm making that call. Because, I mean... You give we get all this content for it's and the price is twenty four ninety nine, which is that's just the digital version. The console mm-hmm. version is forty nine ninety nine. That is fucking affordable for a digital release. For digital and physical, and on top of that, the still book, which is expected to be fifty nine ninety nine, because it's a still book, you get a lot of content. When you get a still book edition, you get a lot of content. That is not bad. $60, 40 and $25. That is not bad at all. So help out the little guys. Because this is right now, of all times, help out the little, little man. All right, because Sony, Microsoft, they're fine. They can protect themselves. They're making all this money from Game Pass and PSN sales. And then plus with Newegg and Amazon giving digital codes for only 30 bucks. Matter of fact, Newegg, if they're still doing it, PSN Plus for a year is $39.99. I'm already up to 2023. Damn. Hey, I, I took advantage. Because <laughs> I already had it the first time around. Mm-hmm. In February, it, the sale came back up. I bought it that a, a third, a second time. So I was already up to twenty um, year twenty twenty two. It came around again, and lo and guess what I did twenty twenty three. So when I get the PS five, I'm covered. Nice. Hey, I did, and I did the same thing when I went from the PS three to PS four. I made sure my PSN was covered. <laughs> <laughs> you have to think when you're a gamer. You have to think smart. You have to think smart. Because if not, you're going to be your hand, your, your ass in your hand, and you're going to be like, fuck, I should have did this. But you didn't. 
and now you suck. I was gonna do that. It's official. You suck. Oh no, I did it. Nah. <laughs> and that was it for our gaming portion. <laughs> well, actually, no. Um, Resident Evil. Not Resident Evil 2. They came out recently. Well, Resident Evil 3, my bad. Now, I'll actually, let's talk about Resident Evil 3. I'm not hearing good things. Really? I'm, I'm never not hearing good things. The camera sucks. Um, okay. Some sections of the game from Resident Evil 3 Nemesis were not included into Resident Evil 3. Mm-hmm. Um, Nemesis is not all that intimidating after a while. Huh. Um, but there are some good instances like the certain mechanics like when you in the sewers, the, the all that matter is still on her clothes. Oh, okay. So I'm like, that's cosmetic. Mm-hmm. Um, the monsters look very menacing and terrifying. Um, they said the length is about a couple. I'm um, like two hours shorter than Resident Evil Two. Okay. And there's not really of a choice system like Resident Evil Three and a little bit like Resident Evil Two. Hmm. And now they're talking about a Resi- remaking Resident Evil 4 for the 1700th time. Again? Yeah. Look, Codcom, if you hear this, if you get to this point in the podcast and you hear this, can we not get another Resident Evil 4? I, I stopped after Resident Evil 3, Nemesis. I want a PS4, by this point now, a PS5 remake of the original Resident Evil. Where Jill. Let me see. It was Jill, Chris, Barry Burden, and Wesker in that game. You can use the game model of Jill Valentine for Resident Evil 3 and just incorporate her and the voice actress into that Resident Evil game. The only mm-hmm. person you have to recast and remodel Chris Redfield, Wesker, and Barry Burden. Everyone else, I know they. Uh, I think there was one character she gets ported into a new Resident Evil game down the line. I think it was Code Veronica. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the characters who was in the mansion with Chris ended up running into Chris Redfield's sister, Claire, who was also in Resident Evil 2. That's why I hate Res- That's why I stopped playing Resident Evil 3. Uh huh. Timeline convolution. <laughs> and with that. Netflix is making a Resident Evil TV series. Which this was reported back in February. This was something we was going to report on. Um, we was going to talk about it because at the time we was both interested in Resident Evil. Um, and then at that time I was um, not in the best of um, a mental constraint and physical constraints at the time. Yeah, you were dealing with some stuff. But Netflix did pull the listing, but they are currently working on it. Um, there is not really any details on it anymore. I did look for an update. Um, so far, um, they're going to adapt the first game as a TV series. Huh. That is the only. That is the only update. So which means the whole TV, the whole first season could take will could take place, not in not in Raccoon City, but 
on the outskirts of pretty much if you have played if you play Resident Evil One, it's mainly on that big mansion grounds, which means the outside in the woods, in the cemetery, I believe the cemetery, the gar the greenhouse, the underground basement where Wesker turns on you, basically. Mm-hmm. And throughout the mansion. Okay. I'm I'm fine with that. I'm legit fine with that. And technically you do have four heroes with Barry Burton, Jill, that one girl, I don't remember her name, and Chris. <laughs> and, well, I should remember her name because she technically did save Chris at the end of the game. It wasn't Jill who saved her. It saved him, but it was, you know, still. I should remember her name, but I'm not. But that, it could be, it could be interesting to see that, though. So who would you dreamcast as Chris Redfield? And not bring him back the homie play Captain Cold. Uh Dreamcasting for Chris Redfield? Yep. We're not including the actor who played Captain Cold, who played Chris Redfield last. Uh, and, um, and also to mention, he's the first and only actor to ever play Chris Redfield in live action. Who would I have play Chris Redfield? Damn. Hmm. I mean, at least look wise. Ah, man, that's tough. Well, who uh, who would you Dreamcast? Because I'm <sighs> because I want to see him do more stuff, and he already did a video game movie, which was Warcraft. You know him from Vikings as Ragnar. Oh yeah, that guy. I forgot his name. Yeah, he was in, um... Oh, God. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. I just can't remember his name. Um, if not him, he's also in Vikings. Um, he's that tall, buffed-out dude. He's uh, He was also in, um... He was, he was just in Bad Boys for Life. Oh, fuck. I forgot his name. And I, Trying to remember? And yeah. I, hmm. And, I, like, the last thing I see... Here's the thing, though. It took me a minute to realize he was in um, The Race to Witch Mountain with The Rock. When he was a teen. Uh-huh. So I legit forgot his fucking name. Hmm. Uh, I feel like... We, we, got, oh, we got, got computers right here. We, we on computers. <laughs> Bad boys. <laughs> you know who I think could do could do it justice? Um, what's his name? The guy from Prison Break. Damien, Dominic Purcell? Yeah. Wait, and, hold on. Let me double check. And, and, and here's the thing, though. Just remember, there was the, they're both in the Arrowverse, and the one who already played Chris Redfield plays Captain Cold. Well, used to play Captain Cold. Oh, okay. So never mind. Never yeah, mind. you can't use him. I literally just say we can't use him because he's already he was already Chris. And I would and I wouldn't get Dominic Parcell because he's already he, I, I, Alexander Ludwig. Alexander Ludwig. Alexander Ludwig. Yeah. He um he's in Vikings. Yes, this guy. This is who I was thinking of. Yeah, I think he could do it well. Oh, he's Canadian. Is he really? Oh, oh. my God, he is. Wow. Huh. Learn something new every day there, yeah. eh? But he could definitely play Chris Redfield. I could see that. 
for Jill Valentine, I would get. Who would be good for Jill? The actress from um, Happy Death Day. Oh, from Happy Death Day? Yeah, the lead actress from the Happy Death Day. Oh, yeah, I could see that. I, definitely her. Or if we want to go a little bit older. I could even see Lauren Cohen doing it. Yes, I was going to say that. Lauren Cohen. Nice. Walking, oh, my God, I love her. She's back on The Walking Dead. She. I might come back because of, of her. Wait, she's back on Walking Dead now? She's, she's back. Maggie's oh, back. Man. That that made that actually yeah that might make me want to watch it. Again. Oh my god, and she looks badass. She has a black eye, and a scar mark, a cut mark on the side of her face now. Dude, I'm like, who hurt my queen? <laughs> She's gone through some shit. And where is Glenn's baby? <laughs> Where's that baby at though? So I'm like. Oh shit! She can definitely be a Jill. Yeah, she can definitely be a Jill. And she yeah. just and she just have her own season of um, Resident Evil. Dude, yeah. Because by that point, Chris is already out the city. Mm-hmm. Um, Leon is running. Is at the if my timeline is correct, Jill is out on one end of the city dealing with Nemesis. She was trying to get to the police station, but all the shit was jumping off. While all this is jumping off on her end, Leon is just coming into the city with all this jumping off and seeing everything going shit hitting the fan. While mm-hmm. Claire's coming into the city looking for her brother, who's already out the fucking city, um, looking for um, I guess I guess whatever the fuck he's doing for the government agency. Mm-hmm. That is my hypothesis of what has happened, the timeline-wise. While Resident Evil 4, time jumps, because they already blew up Raccoon City. And we now have them as world travelers, which is like totally taken away from the zombie thing. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, really sitting, if you really sit and think about this, Resident Evil TV series, it should be only three seasons. I don't want to see, like, if they do a fourth season, take Resident Evil 4. I mean, not 4, 7, as the basis of your show. Like, you're dealing with mysticism and all this other shit, and then have a tag at the end. Um, the main character is being saved by Chris Redfield, and you have the actor coming back. And yeah, the- and even, and even like, logistically, that would probably be easier to film, too. Yeah, because I'm like, you, like... One through three and seven, like you said, logistically and in a way four, because it takes place in just one town, right? But when you get out of that, and you if you incorporate Cold Veronica, Type Zero, all these other fucking side games before besides five six, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's totally convoluted. Like you literally losing what it was. It's like. When I look at Resident Evil, I think of Dawn of the Dead. Okay. But with action. So, like, I'll say Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead is what Resident Evil should be. Hmm. Like, I like would. The, uh-huh. Like, I can picture Zack Snyder adapting the video game as a TV hmm. show. Because as a TV show, you can do eight 
like I forgot how many chapters Resident Evil One was, but you can take each episode, like you, you can't condense a forty-hour game into a two-hour movie. Yeah, you can't. Now, a a forty-hour game into an eight-episode TV show—that's different. You can because you're taking you taking specific parts of the game and keep it at an hour long. Like The Witcher did, yeah. Or in this case, something that's more closer. Well, not The Witcher because it went more book route. I would say Witcher was like a weird cross, honestly. Yeah, because they took elements from the game, but it was more, more attached to the books. Yeah, I would say Umbrella Academy. Eight episodes, mm-hmm. each one was an hour long, like a mini. Or no, 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 Sherlock. Each episode was like an hour thirty minutes long, but even though it was only three episodes, yeah, three episodes a season. <laughs> but you can chunk out, like we said. Technically, you got ten hours. Mm-hmm. You can do. You can condense a forty-hour plot. Like you just take out, like you can kill off non-essential characters quickly, because mm-hmm. most of them already died within the helicopter crash at the start of Resident Evil One. And then some of them, you just come upon their bodies. Mm-hmm. You can condense that shit real quick. And then plus, most of the game was like mainly running away from mom zombies, or going to your fucking storage by the time you get, or spending a chunk of your time going against bosses. Mm-hmm. So if you take those elements out and just keep the story, it, it lines up with about ten hours. Hmm. That's just my hypothesis. It gives you it gives you a wider base to be able to tell all that stuff without constraining yourself to a two two and a half hour time limit. Yeah. Um, moving on. Um, I had this one up. There it is. Ah, this is it, it's good, but it still pisses me off, and it gives me a reason why I got rid of DC Universe. Um, I watched Superman. I watched not Superman. I watched Batman recently for one last time, because after that I'm going to buy Batman and Batman Returns. Mm-hmm. HBO Max orders Justice League Dark spinoff from JJ's well, Justice League Dark TV show from JJ Abrams. Now, even though we won't see the show until 2023, because you still have to cast it. Um, yeah. And it's not going to DC Universe. Why do people speed down the street? You know, for some reason, um, <laughs> not getting into the super darkness part here, but for some reason, people think, hey, it's okay to speed down this residential street. Um, and I've, I've personally seen, like, maybe, uh, three or four fatal accidents on my street because people are just speeding through for whatever reason they get here and people die <laughs> assholes yeah um so uh, I, I apologize to you guys again we're recording from our due to uh, social distancing and unfortunately that's the uh, background noise I'm subject to sometimes here that and um discord and OBS is giving us problems Yes, um, yes. So there's just sometimes we're going to get cut out, and then sometimes we're going to, our audio will be perfect, and then sometimes we'll have a whole entire episode where it's entirely perfect. 
but with everyone and their mother doing podcasts. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just got to deal with it. Um, sorry, that that was very mean. Oh well, do with it. So, <laughs> um, this show will not be going to DC Universe. It'll be on the DC portion of HBO Max, which really fucking pisses me off because also the summer of last year it was announced that it was going to get a Green Lantern core TV series. And that's also not going to DC Universe. We're getting a... Um, I forgot what else. Uh, Superman and Lois is going to the CW. But there was also another DC character that would have worked perfectly within the DC um, Arrowverse or the DC Universe. Um, oh, Doom Patrol will also be on DC, um, the HBO app. Instead of... But it'll, 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 be on, it'll, it'll be on the DC Universe app as well, but it's also going to be like... Then what is the point? And then you yeah. find yeah, and then you find out that DC Universe and HBO Go will be included with Max. You're just oh. co- I'm like Warner Brothers. You're just covering your asses because you know people are complaining about this, and that's unfair. Mm-hmm. That's like Disney. It's like Disney buying all this shit up, which they already are. Yeah. And let's say you have HBO, you have um, Hulu Premium, and there's exclusive content coming to Hulu Premium that's always been on Hulu Premium, and all of a sudden it's coming to Disney Plus, and the only way to see it, you have to sign up for Disney Plus. You don't care how how affordable Disney Plus is. And so the simple fact is, if I want to see the new season of something, I have to fork over more money just to continue on what I was watching. Yep. In my case. Psych is my favorite show of all time. I've seen the Psych. Really? Yeah, it's my favorite TV show of all time. Hmm. And the Psych movie was on the US. It was on USA, and YouTube Premium, which I had a free month, had USA on there, so I was able to watch the Psych movie. Okay. The, but the Peacock Universal, NBC took it over. So now Psych Two was supposed to be out in December. And now be out this July with the Peacock app. Right <laughs> around the same time as HBO Max. When people started cutting the cords on cable, this was going to happen. Am I surprised? No. Am I pissed? Fuck yes. <laughs> it's like, am I surprised? No. Does it still bother me a lot? <laughs> so now I won't be able to watch Psych. Mm-hmm. Movie 2 assholes but the supposed cast well characters they may use for Justice League Dark Constantine Madame Zadadu Swamp Thing Dead Man Zatanna now J.J. Abrams has a thought on his take of the team and he's keeping it under lock and key for now (sighs) look J.J. You and Kathleen Kennedy fucked up Star Wars to the point where I never want to see anything Star Wars ever again. We're at the point where Krishna will never talk about the Mandalorian on this show. God damn it. <laughs> ever. Will I watch anything Mandalorian-wise or Star Wars-wise? No. I don't give a fuck. I, as much as I love Rosario Dawson, I would never watch her on the Mandalorian. You screwed over Colin Trevorrow, who was going to connect your movie... The Force Awakens, 
Ryan Johnson's The Last Jedi with his movie. That would have been a cohesive storytelling. No, you and Kathleen Kennedy fucked him over. Do you? And you and now that you got Justice League Dark in your hands. And you have your own interpretation in your interpretation. That's what the D show says. His take, which means his interpretation of this team. I'm not on board with this. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I know not everything needs to be connected. I know everything needs to be separate. But in this instance, this Justice League Dark should be should be connected to Titans. We're out of the way. If you're keeping tight the DC Universe TV live action show separate from the Arrowverse, uh-huh. fine. Stargirl is going to be connected to the Flash. So it's going to be connected to the Arrowverse. She's now the new Earth 2. Oh, really? Yeah. That was hmm. that was confirmed um, last, uh, last week. It should be the week of... The week of the 11th. That was announced. That is now connected to the Arrowverse. I'm fine with that. Because they're wearing <laughs> colorful costumes. Um, they, it would fit. They're dealing with supervillains. Like supervillains. Mm-hmm. Joe McHale is a fucking superhero. <laughs> that, like seriously, watch the trailer. And Joe McHale has always been buffed out. So to see him run around as a superhero, Starman. Okay. And we're going to talk about, about Joe McHale as the voice of Johnny, uh, as Johnny Cage a little bit later, too. That Mortal Kombat movie came out this past Tuesday. And, brother, it's worth the price. It, it, Is it? Yep. Yeah, it won't be available to rent until the end of the month. It's available to buy now for $20. It is good. Ooh, yes. It is, blood, isn't, it is not for kids at all. It it has a reason. We're off. We're we're off of this Judge Abrams shit in DC Universe. We're gonna talk about more comeback right quick. It is rated R. It is specifically not for children. This is this is specifically made for gamers and those who like um rated R animated animated movies. Um, they do re retell the first Mortal Kombat movie, but with tweaks to it. Okay. Um, instead of Johnny Cage versus Goro, is Jax versus Goro. Oh. Hmm. One spoiler. I'm not going to say what happens. This is okay. Jax before the Metal Arms. Oh. Versus Goro. Hmm. So. Oh, did, I don't know if that's a spoiler or not. I mean, well, you already said it is. But now, the, my first question is, does that mean we get to see how he gets... Or what leads to the metal arm? Yes. You'll see, oh, what, le- you'll, you'll see what leads... Watch the movie, you'll see what leads to the metal arms. <sighs> and they also create... Um, they take something um, Take a little bit from Mortal Kombat Legacy and, some, and the source material from the games as well. Why you do this? Like the, like the, um, the Legacy of the Lin Kuei and ha- um, Hanzo slash Scorpion's... Um, Tribe, uh, how they was um like, um like how Sub Zero's tribe, the Lin Kuei, was um framed by Quan Chi. You have um Shang Tsung trying to take over the Earth Realm. It's just it's everything they do from the games and Mortal Kombat Legacy 
is being and then Mortal Kombat the movie one all thrown into this animated feature and huh. that is fucking phenomenal nice um, Joe McHale is the voice of Johnny Cage and, and how does he do? he is good you could you could if Joe McHale was like an actual martial artist and not just a buffed out actor uh-huh I could see him as Johnny Cage he has that sarcasm and he has that wit nice um Jennifer Carpenter if you played I mean played if you watch Dexter who played Deb um De- the main character's um adopted sister she voices Sonya Blade and she kicks ass like if you ever watch Dexter and you hear her cursing her ass off or watch anything with her being foul mouth oh yeah you'd be like yeah she's definitely Sonya Blade right there and they do take elements from uh, Mortal Kombat, um, um, Mortal Kombat the movie, and put them in the, um, in the animated feature. Um, there's some instances where some character am I gonna am I gonna get too deep into spoilers? But there's sometimes some characters for the main cast almost gets killed. Um, and there's some you'd be like, oh, if they would have killed the mob, this would have def- if we got a sequel, it definitely would change the future of this animated series. If it keeps on going as a, as a movie series, um, this is really good from Warner, um, Brother, Warner Brothers Animation. Something that's outside of their DC slates. Oh my god, I just remembered where I recognize Jennifer Carpenter from. Well, what else besides Dexter? <laughs> White Chicks. Holy, I, I, he was I, in White Chicks. <laughs> I'm going to keep it 100. Never seen it. Okay, okay. You know what? I can't even be mad at that. All I can say, fucking funny. <laughs> I don't like everything Warner Brothers, um, the Wayne's Brothers put up. Don't like everything. Yeah. No, no, no. I like I said, I it's it's not it's not for everybody. I'll give you that. I really will. But yeah, I I thought that movie was fucking funny. But that's 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 where I mainly recognize it from. Like yes, I did Dexter and stuff, but I was just like, I feel like I've seen her younger somewhere. And that's what it was. Um, yeah. Should we get into the the Marvel Spider Man? Why don't we get into Marvel Spider Man? Because I'm like, should we go? Should we like bitch about Peter and Thor? Let's do that real quick. Okay. So Taika Waititi um, recently said in the middle of the week that Avengers Endgame Thor will not be in. Um, his movie Thor Love and Thunder which means Thor has recovered from here's the thing let me make this a point clear you don't recover from depression depression is always with you you're going to carry that with you forever you just finally live in your life when you get past yeah just a preface and to a a point I mean I know they showed a lot of like a depressive Thor but to a point I think he he also showed a lot of signs of like PTSD that too but here's the thing he, he kept I think survivor's guilt more than PTSD yeah but I mean in, in a I mean I'm, uh, well yeah, that, that would that would, that would that, that, a psychological person like know I, about psychology and shit but yeah I, would, I, would, I was gonna say I, I feel like PT, I think survivor's guilt would be would be listed as PTSD because it is yeah it's like a form of it I, I, I think I, I don't know but. 
because he did say he shouldn't have went for the head. He kept on saying he shouldn't have went for the head, and then yeah. you see him snap. I went for the head, and you get what you get. What happens with Thor in the later um, uh-huh. Endgame? And if you come at me on Twitter or DM me on Instagram, bitching about Avengers spoilers, look, this movie's been out for two years now. Yeah. No, Endgame, a year. Endgame spoilers ended about like maybe three months after the movie. Endgame was is, is yes, it's a year. Infinity War is now two years. Back the fuck off. <laughs> yeah. And they were among the largest watch or not largest, but like the high high um highest attendance movies in like years. The MC- if you didn't watch it, that's on you. Yeah. The MCU is number one for world's top grossing franchise. Can you believe that was not true in like two thousand eight? Like I think it was um, Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, Star Wars were the top franchises, and Pirates. Yeah, yeah, Pirates is definitely one of them. I, I remember them being like one of the top franchises for a while. Now it's the MCU. Yep. Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, um, Fast and Furious, which is. <laughs> Which is fucking mind-boggling. Fast and Furious is now is one. Fast and Furious, too, too many fast, too many furious. The top in the top ten of world-grossing franchises. What the fuck? <laughs> like, why do we have eight of these things? There are no more, I think. Like seriously, and then on top of that, they got the nerve to push back the movie a year, a year back. This is, we're gonna give back to Bro Thor. But... The nerve to give character spin-off movies, man. Did you hear that they're making a second Hobbs and Shaw? Yeah, The Rock announced it. Here's yeah. the thing. Here, when you hear The Rock announce stuff, you know it's going to get made. Like, when he says Black Adam is happening, dude was working out saying I'm getting in black, in, literally in his caption, I'm getting black what, black um, Adam shape. Mm-hmm. Dude, you can already crush my head like a fucking watermelon. How big do you, how toned and fit do you need to be? He could probably lift me up a foot by palming my face. <laughs> he looks big. If you go 2008 Rock, no, no, 2005 Rock, to him now, he's bigger than he was when he was still in the WWE doing Scorpion 2. I mean, King, um, the Mummy 2 Scorpion King. Yeah, yeah. He did that, and then he did Scorpion King. <laughs> like, you are bigger. Like, fuck. <laughs> you don't need to get any bigger. And I guess that's what the Rock's cooking. Sorry. <laughs> and look, better enough, it's, it's, it's rubbing off on Zachary Levi. Like, legit. Yeah, for real. For real. <laughs> like, look at... Look at look, there's, he did a table read with Ivan Shabazzki. On um, Chuck versus the Beard. He, it, he if you look at Ch- uh, Zachary Levi now, to, to the last episode of Chuck, dude is yoked dude. out. I'm like, I'm like if, I if I had a chance to write a Chuck movie or a TV show, I would have to explain Chuck being big. Mm-hmm. Like, like holy shit! Like the the way that they tried to explain um, Chris Pratt being big on uh, and Rec around Guardians One. Yeah, he was like, "Oh, I'll just stop drinking beer." I was like, "Really? That's all you do?" He's like, "Yeah." It's like I was drinking a lot of beer. <laughs> Like, it was lazy, but at the same way, that it fit the narrative. But, yeah, you kind of have to write that kind of thing in if yeah. the actor all of a sudden is, like, in amazing physical shape where they weren't before. 
So, so um, back on the Thor thing and Peta. Right. Mentioning Peta, we completely continued on with Peta. Because here's what the reason: we don't like, want. we don't like, we don't fucking like Peta. You know, fuck y'all. They had the nerve to make an article saying you need to be a vegan in Animal, uh, in Animal Crossing. Oh yeah, I, 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 I want to say. At least myself, I'm sure Desmond in some capacity as well. Very much care for animals to a point where it's just like, yes, they should be treated well. But PETA is not necessarily the organization that can help you get there the way you think. Yeah. It yeah. Just, it... Anywho. <laughs> point is, they want Thor to be vegan. Yeah, and just because yeah. Chris Hemsworth was work. vegan. Now, that is... Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go. Just, just, it's like the okay. I get the whole point of like, hey, we should make him vegan to like put a good example towards veganism. It's like, okay, cool. But the but the reasoning behind it is not is not that they're they're trying to make it sound like that's why they want him to be vegan. But in reality, it's more like a hey, let's try to trick everybody and say this physique that this actor has is because he went vegan, even though it's definitely not. Yeah, and there is some... If you if you really look through the MCU films that has Thor, yes, you see Chris Hemsworth not eating meat-based products. Even though we did see him eat shawarma at the end of Avengers, mm-hmm. that could be like anything within that pita bread. It could totally be a veggie shawarma. Yeah. Tato. <laughs> so... I'm not going to read the open letter because <laughs> it's too long. Just get, uh-huh. your, get your own heads out of your own asses. That's all I got to say. Because <laughs> it's, it's fucking ridiculous. Like, I understand. I understand. I have a friend that's vegan. I do. Uh-huh. Hold on. Let me erase what I just said. I have a friend. She's vegan. Try to get her on the show because she's just as nerdy as we are. The way they'll give us the concept is just your voice. And it's your <laughs> face. It's your voice that people are. Oh, is that why to. she won't come on? Yeah, I'm like, I was like, do you ever see me? I was like, yes, you see me post stupid selfies on fucking Instagram, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, fine, whatever. But she's vegan. Um, there are alternatives out there for foods, like and anyone who's like a meat a carnivore out there. There are like dip, there's Burger Lords in Echo Park. Mm, I'm saying more, more near K Town. Mm-hmm. Mm, I'm bad at a G, um, locations, so forgive me on that. Burger Lords <laughs> um, is like a hybrid, like a hybrid theory on terms of like food. They have okay. they have vegetarian, vegan. And ground beef patties. Ooh. They have. Can I get like one with all three mixed into one patty? I forgot the name of that burger, but they do have a burger. If I remember, it's called the Two Face. Mm-hmm. So it's a vegan patty, it's a vegetarian patty, patty, and a ground beef patty. <laughs> That's something I would honestly love to try. Um, they have chicken nuggets, but it's tofu chicken nuggets. Dude, ain't nothing wrong with tofu chicken nuggets as long as you make them correct. I, I, I don't. Everybody say it's the best thing ever. I don't like tofu. 
I know what the, I know the fucking texture of tofu. You frying it like chicken nuggets is not going to help me eat it said tofu. All right, about have tofu. you have you ever gone to Veggie Grill? Never heard of Veggie Grill until you just said it. Okay, so Veggie Grill. I heard of Sue Plantation, which I like it, but I don't like the name. Plant- yeah, Plantation. Plantation. But will you not go there out of pure principle? No, I I go, but when you go in, and I go to go in, I have a hoodie up and my sunglasses on. Because <laughs> I feel like I'm betraying all people of color. I mean, it's soup, man. But it's still called but plantation. I <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. I'm just saying, like. There's still plantations still exist, man. Just not. Yeah, there's still, but still, soup plantation. Yeah, I got you. (laughs) As a damn good clam chowder, though, I give him that. Mm. No, I get you. It's the same reason I don't go to Spain anymore. (laughs) I'm just joking. (laughs) Anyways, have you heard of Veggie Grill? No. (laughs) No. So, uh, (laughs) Veggie Grill. Is this uh, is is a all vegan uh, chain that I've been to? It is a chain, but pretty much they they're they're all vegan and alternative kind of stuff, and some of their stuff is uh, soy based. But honestly, they've they they make their food in a way that a when you get something that's not supposed to have meat in it, it tastes great anyways because of the way that they basically the combination of ingredients. You know, more than anything, it's completely vegan, but it tastes great. But I've also had their their like substitute stuff where they make like like a like a chicken wrap or like a like a burrito but with soy uh, beef instead of instead of actual meat. But everything else in the burrito is basically what's in a normal burrito. I think my cheese. Um, but honestly, they make it taste really great, and I I love meat. I don't get me wrong, I really do. I grew up on meat. I I have meat to the point. Where I'm concerned about my health, <laughs> and I need to add more veggies. But that 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 place has actually made legitimately pretty good meals. Um, you can tell, obviously, they're not meat, but it doesn't taste like the standard soy that you would get, like at the supermarket, and then have to fry it yourself or make it yourself or make it in such a way that that it kind of loses all its flavor and just becomes kind of like a wet tissue paper. Yeah, that's not how that's not how they have it. It actually has consistency. It actually has balance to the body. It you you actually get good texture and everything in there. It it tastes legitimately really good. I would recommend from from somebody who who really enjoys meat in every way, shape, and form, including bone marrow. Oh God, I love bone marrow. But um, from, and that coming from me, I I legitimately do recommend and other vegan-based alternatives as long as they know what they're doing in the kitchen. Yeah, so this is what um, what we was talking about. Um, it's called the Double Dragon. Ooh. So it's, two patties? So it's a classic um, double cheeseburger made with one beef and one Burger Lord's um, vegetarian patty. Oh, God, I want to try that. That actually sounds real. On a brioche bun. Ooh. Um, and all their options, except for the hamburger and the cheeseburger, um, they are all, they're either vegan or they have a, veg, a vegan option. So, like, if you get a double che- if you get a, a, che- a veggie cheeseburger, it has a vegan option to it. 
So no cheese and the meat alternative. Mm-hmm. So they have a burger called the Bandwagon Burger, which is um, grade A Nebraska Angus beef served with Thousand Island mm-hmm. um, cheddar cheese, um, pickles, and grilled onions. That has a vegan option. They have vegan shakes, chocolate, original, oil, or their seasonal cha- shakes. <laughs> I'm sorry. When you said vegan shakes, the first thing I I thought of was a vegan going through quinoa withdrawal. <sighs> okay. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I'm just thinking of crack shakes. Never mind. Continue. <laughs> it's made with soy milk, almond milk, and... <laughs> I can't pronounce it because the fucking text is so small and not even my glasses can register that shit. Does it start with a, does it start with a Q? It's quinoa. No, start with an S. <laughs> you really on that yeah. quinoa? Dude, quinoa's good. <laughs> sure it is. <laughs> I'm Peruvian. I have to like quinoa. <laughs> and then they have something called Lord of the Fries. Dude. Fr- Wait, what is that place called? Burger Lords. Unfortunately, but unfortunately, right now they're closed until further notice mm. because of everything that's going on right now. Um, yeah. If you go to their Instagram page, they do have merch um, that yeah. helps them keep them afloat and them be able to pay their coworkers. So nice. everyone is being hit. So um, not, they're not excluding themselves. It sucks to hear that, but um, and you see all these big fucking. No, we, we said we was not gonna rant. We had a rant episode last week. Yes, and we already rant twice on this episode. So skip the rant. <laughs> I will skip the rant. Um, oh, you gotta be kidding! I just lost the fucking article. <laughs> He's looking for the article, and meanwhile, allow me to entertain you. With the musical stylings up, no, I'm just... Nah, go ahead, I, talk about uh, Mandalorian. Wait, really? Yes, before I change my mind. Okay, so I really legitimately don't have... But I am working on printing the Mandalorian armor. What? So I found the 3D files online for both the pauldrons, the shoulder guards, and the helmet itself. The main issue I have is that my printer is too small to print most of that stuff. So I'm trying, the, for the same reasons of the mask and everything else, I'm trying to learn how to 3D model so that way I can properly slice up the model into multiple pieces mm-hmm. and print them out separately and then glue it all together. Okay. But there's some pretty good designs on a website, free website called Thingiverse that um, pretty much hundreds of thousands of people upload their 3D files and stuff that they've made just free for anybody to use. So, if anybody's interested in that kind of stuff, check it out. Not bad. Meanwhile, also finding the article, while he finds the article, I would also like to take this opportunity, while I have one, to bring up the fact that Desmond has still not made his character for the D&D campaign. No, I have not. (laughs) You are correct, sir. Yes, but I, I legitimately already have another person from the D&D group that I'm in right now telling me, dude, if you're going to do a, uh, uh, another game, let me in on it. So we now have possibly three people total for it. 
That's all right. We got that. So start making your character. <laughs> eventually. Eventually, eventually. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. Um, hijinks galore. Fuck. It's gone. Oh, here we go. Oh, I can't believe we want that diatribe. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, you. Uh, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just laughing because it's, it's kind of like a quick drop right now. Where the second I try that I hear her barking louder than a certain level, I try to reach for the mute on my mic as quick as possible. It's all good. Just let her bark. <laughs> let her bark. It, um... No, I'm only, I'm only saying because if I don't, if I don't like mute the mic and try to calm her down, she will continue barking continuously for like an hour straight. Alright, so... Uh, Calmada, mija. Uh-huh, yeah. Okay, yeah. so... She likes to talk back. I, I can tell. <laughs> Alright, so let's see this going. We don't, um, this last time we recorded, it was like well into midnight. So let's, let's go. Mm-hmm. Alright, so... Um, we're going to take this with a grain of salt. As always, we're going to take this with a grain of salt. This is not from We Got This Covered whatsoever <laughs> um this leak um apparently is from a reputable um source that also was able to um get things from surrounding man ps4 at the time from the screen rant article and now here's the thing though screen rant and comic book are also posting this so which means they're gonna this all this is gonna be taken down soon because uh-huh. obviously sony is not gonna want this out there but as long as you listen to this podcast, it will always be here. And they will never capture us because we are popular, but not that popular. Like, they 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 don't know we exist yet, which is both good and bad. Yeah. So, here is... Now, these are broken down into different segments. We have cutscenes, mechanics, dynamic missions, side missions, cutscenes again, and another form of cutscenes... <laughs> Oh, so many cutscenes. Yep. Mechan- um, mechanics again, but for a specific thing in terms of cutscene uh, mechanics. And then um, lastly, cutscenes and the wrap up. <clears throat> now, um, I'm, 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 I'm serious. If this is fake, yes, I will come out. I was like, yo, we got got. And it's gonna be forever out there in the ether, and I, and I can take an L. I'm, I'm not that <laughs> I'm not that famous in the, in the first place. Mm-hmm. I can just I can I can gloss over this L. But if this is legit, man, we're gonna be crying of joy, tears of joy, tears of joy. All right, finally so some good news in 2020. With that, the good news, some good news. But John Kaczynski, mm-hmm. good fifteen minutes of your life. Watch it. Oh yeah. And they recommend us. Well, no, don't recommend us to him because we we curse, we rant, we do not want to look bad in front of um, Queen Emily Blunt. Oh yeah. 
Oh, yeah. More on her. Please, please, please don't embarrass me in front of uh, a person I greatly respect from afar. Yeah. So <laughs> more on her. As, as soon as we finish this, more on her and her husband. Right after these, after talking about the hopefully epicness of the Spider-Man game, if it's true. <clears throat> so this is um, someone who has an inside source within Insomniac Games, who happened upon the Zoom chat and also another thing a little slight tangent your account on zoom can get hacked if you don't know this oh yeah it's the main reason i continuously use discord at this point and on top of that whoever created your zoom chat room just because you went in private chat while you're still on video chat the person who hosted the chat can read your private messages. So yeah. if you're a student who has to do homeschool through video, just wait till you done on said chat to talk shit. So far, yeah. a lot of people I know who goes to school has been doing private chats mm -hmm. while in their classroom video chats. <laughs> and I got yelled at for not posting this sooner. And I was like, in my excuse, I was sick. Uh huh. The light on my computer or the light on my laptop was too bright. Uh huh. That's a fucking lie. I haven't been since six since March first. So I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> this was way, way before the fucking lockdown at that. <laughs> do I feel, do I feel bad? No. Do I oh, wish I was? Not. Do I wish I was in those classes? Yes. <laughs> Honestly, the only the only thing that Zoom does for me that Discord doesn't that I'm a little jealous of is the backgrounds. I know. There was a person I was there's a podcast I watch. Um dude had the Simpsons um living room as his background. <laughs> nice. I was like, I would legit have the fire Ghostbusters firehouse as my background. That would be pretty cool. Like I was I'm at Janine's desk. With Slammer whisking, mm -hmm. whisking lazily behind me. <laughs> Just like hanging out in the background. Yeah. And like when you hang up, he goes, zooms right into the camera, scaring people. Oh! We just created a new mechanic that can, we can, that can work for people. Like when you log out, have like a horror person jump out at a person. Uh -huh. Oh my god. <laughs> that would, that be would be so mean, but yet so funny. It'd be, it'd be like, <laughs> dude, I would want it to where it would send like a, like a video of what would look like a cracked screen. Oh man. All right, let's, let's get off of the tangent. <laughs> Cause I'm thinking very evilly right now. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, uh, I can't, I can think of a couple of things. <laughs> all right. So from the, I'm, I'm throwing up my Jeff Goldblum air quotes. The game begins with a flyby through the city, showcasing a winter environment leading to an apartment which Peter is now living with Mary Jane. They are video calling one another. The scene elaborates on MJ's whereabouts, um, peace talks, and Sukaria. Sukaria was in Spider-Man um, PS4, where Silver Sable is from. It seems like 
at the start of this game, she's getting everything back in order. Silver Sable, not Mary Jane. Back in, on, in order in her own home country. Um, Mary Jane um, tells Peter what he's been doing since she's been gone for a while. He says he's rejoined the Daily Bugle as a photographer um, to help pay the bills. She's fine with that. But she's not fine with, and she wasn't told in this, um, this discussion, that J. John Jameson has returned to his previous position within the company. Ooh. And if you play the DLC, you get a hint of that at the end of that DLC. Of the City of the Never Sleeps DLC. Hmm. MJ reacts negatively to this, telling Peter she was, like I said, wasn't informed. Peter apologizes for giving the bad news, but uh, as soon as he was given the bad news, everything was cut short because of his spider sense going off. <laughs> they cut this from the meeting, um, and they go right to talking about winter physics. So they're driving home. If this, like we said, if this is legit, it's gonna be said during the winter time. Not already liking it. I played some games that have winter physics. Mm-hmm. I think I'm trying to remember what the last game I played with winter physics was. Final Fantasy, no. Final Fantasy VII, not the current one, because the current one's not on part two. We're still on the remake mm-hmm. part one. The OG Final Fantasy VII had winter physics. I think the last one I played that I can remember at least was Assassin's Creed Three. What about Horizon Zero Dawn? Is there, is, um... nope, no, I, that's DLC only. Uh... And I didn't get the DLC. Okay. But now that you're reminding me, crap, I should get the DLC. <laughs> um, this is going to be um, winter, like said, winter Physics. It shows Spider-Man on the top of a building. Snow is um, piling on his suit. Um, as you move, so, um, snow will fall off. Um, they show Peter Parker walking through New York. Which means it looked like we're getting sections of the game where he's Peter Parker. Which I think some people have like wanted to see. Or mm-hmm. actually control Peter like in the like you run around the city. Yeah. Like give that sense of like, okay, if we if we run around as Peter, like we hide somewhere we can put it on the suit. That would be cool if you can do that. That'd be an interesting mechanic. Imagine like getting from your spider sense or just in general you observe like him and like, bef- huh like him like okay i gotta find somewhere to um, put on my costume exactly like, like I- you either have to make the choice to go find somewhere to put on the costume or risk being spotted by let's say onlookers if you just immediately go to the threat without changing yeah or, like give him the option but it's gonna be a lot harder to not get noticed yeah or run to a phone booth and he's like i'm not superman i'm, I'm not the big man in red capes that'd <laughs> be funny that would be a cool easter egg that would be a really good Easter egg just to throw in there, yeah. Um, they said um, they also said um, snow falls on him and other New Yorkers. Um, you'll see footprints within the snow um, by both player and the citizens walking around. There's going to be different weather types, light rain, light snow, heavy snow. Um, apparently, there's going to be over seven dynamic weather types within the game at that. Damn. Um, I'm assuming heavy rain because we technically got light and heavy rain within Spider-Man on um, the first Spider-Man game. I thought we got heavy rain in 2009. PS3. No, I'm just <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. Oh God. 
I, I remember the first time I played that game, and I screwed it up for them. <laughs> I got a hundred. I got all characters live on the first go. Nice. And I was like, I'm never playing this game again. Fuck David Gator. Oh yeah, the second, the no, second, I think it was the David second or third playthrough, I got it with uh, with everybody still alive. And once I did that, I was just like, I'm done. I'm not touching this ever again. It's awesome, but I'm not touching it again. I mean, David Gage, the David Gator. <laughs> Gator made the Dragon Age games. I love that game. Mm-hmm. Gage <laughs> is uh, all these all these games. You could tell he's super pretentious as fuck. Uh-huh. Anywho, um, Spider Man. It's back to Spider Man, and now back to Spider Man. Um, <laughs> said from the contact, the weather system will come and go freely. Time passes without transitions, along with the weather, and all will be represented within the cutscenes as well. Story apparently takes place over a um takes place over a lo- uh, a longer period of time than the first therefore there is more room for delays i mean more more room for days to pass within game gameplay speaker says that they try to avoid writing in this happens at this at night or this happens during the day as much as possible they did say that they could not get around it entirely however so um expect to see certain and unex- certain unexpected time of day shifts within the game. The speaker also says that the, um, the people are going to be playing in one instance for a long time, and that this was a good segue into that meat of the game. Dynamic missions. The speaker turned on the charm for this one, and was pretty much for this fucking side mission. You're going to be doing the balloon challenge from fucking Spider-Man 2, but it's being replicated for this Spider-Man game. Especially one segment where you have to catch a um a balloon on caught in a helicopter in its landing gear specifically. Construction workers. Um, this is something new that has not. I don't think has ever been done in a superhero game ever. A modern superhero game at that. Construction workers hanging onto ledges and people falling off of buildings need to be brought to the hospital. Well, being brought to the hospital has been done in The Amazing Spider-Man 2 and Spider-Man 2 The Game. So it looks like they're taking elements from Spider-Man 2 and Amazing Spider-Man 2 where you have to take people to the hospital. Hmm. But catching people mid mid web swinging? That's new. That's crazy. Um, That's pretty crazy. Yep. Um, there's going to be small missions like like these. Small small missions like these will help illustrate the friendly neighborhood aspect of being Spider-Man, and players will react positively to it based on the feedback. Um, there will be fights with Mysterio, albeit briefly, one on the Statue of Liberty. Um, there's going to be another one of a theater in the Clock Tower, each featuring Mysterio. This also confirms that the Statue of Liberty would be a transversal location and we'll probably see more than one appearance of Mysterio throughout the game. Side missions are going to appear throughout the the story and in greater numbers than the first game. Some side missions will contain major villains and others to help flesh out the world. Um, There's one side mission called um, In Hell's Kitchen with a certain lawyer that was teased which means Daredevil. May make appearance 
or at least named within the game. Um, there's also side missions where the Fantastic Four, Johnny Torch, um, Johnny Torch, Human Torch, Johnny Storm will be included <laughs> into the game. Johnny uh, Torch, Human Storm, you know. Um, there's a cutscene featuring Eddie Brock and, um, with the argument with J- um, Eddie Brock and J. Jonah Jameson. With Peter stepping in, this is the first time we've seen J. Jonah Jameson and Eddie in person, and they look, apparently to him, they look fantastic. Mm. Um, they said, Eddie Brock's design is described as, if you've seen Spectacular Spider-Man, the, the cartoon series, you get a, a sense of how Eddie will look in the game. He's kind of, he's buff, but not too buff. Okay. Think Tom Hardy. Ooh. But blonde. Okay. And now with that weird ass accent. Um, <laughs> they said, for those unaware of it, Calmada. People who are unaware of it, big, bulky, and brash. Um, the cussing ends just as Peter is about to say something, and Dr. Connors is mentioned within the scene. Oh, shit. The lizard. Another cutscene. That was mentioned. This is a major one. It says, In the alleyway, a giant squirming blob of symbiote lays on the ground as Spider-Man approaches yeah. to it. This is definitely not Venom, but it is definitely a symbiote. Um, yeah. It is described as proto-venom, specific, well, some specific dialogue taken from transcribed, but poorly. I am, I'm sure Yuri knocked it out of the park, though. Yuri Lowenthal. How could Norman do this to you? Harry, Harry, it's me, it's Peter. I'm here, buddy, I'm here. Oh, God, Harry, you killed those people. What the hell? Get off, get off. The last one is crucial to the scene as the symbiote leaves Harry in bonds with Peter. The context says that they originally, they originally wanted Harry to be, venom, to be Venom, like we talked about before, but felt like the introduction of Eddie Brockman would be would make a more lengthier story and would also satisfy comic book fans. They also say they want they also want to save Harry for something special later down the line. Ooh. Green Is that Goblin. a green goblin Yeah. Um, for what I've gathered from within the context of the story, Harry is the first horse host of the Aw oh, man. Oscorp created symbiote. Now I hope this is fake news. Let it let introduce. Don't ground. They don't need to ground everything. All right. Wait. Wait up. Wait up. Hold a minute. Hold a minute. Hold a minute. I still have some some hope. Then, just because. Think about it. If Harry has, let's say, an Oscorp symbiote, and then um, and then Peter meets it at this point in the game, that doesn't necessarily mean that's the symbiote you're gonna deal with the whole time. True. It could just mean. That's the symbiote that tips him off to that kind of thing exists. And that's the first time you meet it in-game. And then later down the line, you could still theoretically meet Venom or Carnage or whichever symbiote they're bringing in. Okay, okay. I'm just saying, like, I, like yes, I would hate it if the, in the main symbiote bad guy that they put in it is an Oscorp-created one. I'm just saying that doesn't necessarily mean that it will be an Oscorp-created one. It just means that Oscorp might have discovered it. Okay. Okay, but here as we keep on going. 
It is not alien in origin. God damn it. Well, throw everything I just said out. I'm done. This is the end of the podcast. I'll talk to you guys next week. Goodbye. So, it also says it was used for, as a cure for Harry's disease. Harry is ultimately cured by the time the symbiote leaves, so there is room for him in the future of the story, but at this point, he is hospitalized after Peter stops his rampage. Harry breaks free during Act 1, goes on a manic, killing, manic field killing spree, and the scene describes, wraps up the events leading into Act 2. And now this is where we get into the juicier bits. Ooh. Mechanics. Black suit. Peter is now having the black suit on him. There's a few Ooh. image stills of the black suit used, shown... Um, shown to everyone on the um, on the chat of the Insomniac chat, and the black suit um, is just as um, fans did want it as as much as everybody else did. Um, it said they wanted to add the extra step towards tailoring every player's experience. Spider-Man's on the roof. Um, the weather and the sky are so clear that the light is reflecting off the suit and more. His classic suit is being worn. Um. They said this is his favorite part within the the reel. The black suit is switched on with a simple button press and then switched off again. They're taking major apparently they're taking major inspirations from Web of Shadows, where you can switch the suit on and off on the fly. That's awesome. Um, they also said that they did also switch the suit they put they put on the Sam Raimi Spider-Man suit and switched the black suit to the um, Sam Raimi's black suit all it's the same exact suit with the grayed out eyes so basically it's uh it's the one from 3 yeah Spider-Man 3 uh, the the before douche one <laughs> yep <laughs> and then the ultimate suit has his pretty much all suits Every suit, every unlockable suit, will have their own symbiote version. Dude. <laughs> Can you imagine the punk rock um, Spider-Man and his black suit version? In all black, yeah. Oh my god, that'd be awesome. I will legit play the whole game. New, I would do a new game plus wearing that suit the whole game. Dude. Because, oh my fucking god, that looks awesome. And then the chunks would be black also. Dude, that would be pretty sick. People need to be cosplaying that. Uh, you know, if it, whenever this game comes out, they will be. Yeah. Um, the mechanics um, for Spider-Man is going to be more is similar to, like, the first one was similar to Arkham Knight. Well, the Arkham series where it's one button, you have one button for, um, for strong attacks, one button for light attacks, and then... Your X button was technically for acrobats, and then you have the triggers for webs um for web attacks, and then you have the O button as you're dodging. Okay, so they're going with a tried and true method of like brawler style combat. Yeah, pretty much they it's continuing the the mechanics is still the same, but there is something that I think they're taking from Capcom if this is legit because Capcom if you're playing Final Fantasy VII remake, there's two different modes where you can play Cloud. You can hack and slash, but you'll be able to block. And then mm -hmm. you have the more powerful attacks where you can't block. And this is what they say about this new attack system for um, Symbiote. 
the combat um, is more fluid. The combat is described as being more powerful with faster attacks, a lot less dodging, which means you're not going to be using your spider sense. You still use the spider sense, but now like you'll be able to take the hits a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, players can zip from enemy to enemy, like Batman, and like pretty much like he can as Spider-Man, but you're taking your time, like knocking them out. Uh-huh. I'm assuming these are going to be more brutal hits as Black Suit Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, can attack multiple enemies at once using certain symbiote abilities. And the symbiote suit will have its own simple separate skill tree, um, that from the regular one, and that the skill tree for, uh, for both is going to be more vast than the PS4 version. Wow. Holy fuck shit. Dude... <laughs> And now we go to the next bit of cutscenes after they talk they show the new system. They talked about discussed the new system for the black suit. Um Peter, under the influence of the symbiote and Miles arguing, the black suit then forms around Peter and he jumps and he jumps off of a roof. Mm-hmm. Miles stopping a robbery, his classic suit is shown here. And Miles also has his own equipable suits. So which means he'll have essentially whatever suits you unlock for Peter, Miles can right. also use. Well that'll be cool. That's not bad. I mean, people are gonna bitch about it, but like it's a video game. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we was doing this on video because there's like there's certain faces, face changes I'm doing. Yeah. It's like I I have to listen to the pauses and imagine. <laughs> um, Miles is swinging through low building traversal and running on rooftops. I'm gonna assume he's still not used to web swinging. I'm hmm. gonna I'm gonna say if he's doing low travel web swinging and he's still running on rooftops, I'm gonna assume he's has not got used to web swinging just yet. Mm-hmm. So which means web swinging traveling is gonna be totally different between the two. Um, he's using a new web chain mechanic, zipping between rooftops and ledges. Uh, Miles' sections ends with him fighting a group just before Peter tags in and takes the two, um, the, the and the two fight together. You'll be able to switch between both characters for certain sections. Ooh, that's definitely a Batman um, Arkham mechanic, right? Dude, that you can when you're in the like when you're fighting groups of enemies. You can switch between either Batman and Robin or Batman and Catwoman or Batman mm-hmm. uh, Nightwing or Batgirl and Robin if you play that DLC. Um, Norman Osborn in the lab where Harry escaped. He's tweaking, he's tinkering with a new vile unknown materials, presumably Peter Parker's DNA. And the only reason why he'll have Peter Parker's DNA because Peter was stabbed through the chest near in the lab um, after that fight, so you can easily, Norman can easily go in. Well, oh, whose blood is this? Peter Parker is Spider Man. <laughs> you only left your DNA everywhere. Basically, um, Norman smashing a bunch of equipment as well as throwing a table out of the window, and the, the camera fades to black with Norman laughing. Green Goblin. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Oh, no. Gwen Stacy was never put into the game. She was never mentioned. <gasps> Damn. 
what if oh this is this is a theory this is a theory and like I said this is a whole hearsay okay this. what if they're changing it all up Mary Jane is his first love mm-hmm. she dies we all know him and Felicia Hardy had a relationship but they don't get mm-hmm. back together they're just friends and then Gwen Stacy comes in so she's the secondary and not the first love interest like she normally would be. Yeah. Huh. What would that implicate? How would that change things? It would it would change a lot. Um It would change a lot, right? Like the the first of all the relationship like um what is it? Uh what uh what's the word I'm looking for? I'm blanking the, on it right now. I've said the dynamic. Cause there you go, the dynamic. Cuz cuz you'll be taking all the best moments of Peter, Mary, Jane and you'll be giving them to Gwen. Um, but then Gwen will have what, and then we never got Captain Stacy as well in the games. So you, hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if they're at if we get we get we're going to get a Spider Man three. But I wouldn't be surprised if Mary Jane dies, mm-hmm. and Gwen is his um, is his partner because that's his first true love before she died, right. Because also they're equal in terms of um, intelligence, so it would make se- it would make definite sense to happen. Mm-hmm. It'd, be, it'd be very interesting. I would, yeah, yeah, dude. That that would make me want to play the game almost just for that alone, if that were like to be a thing. Um, so the last bits so we can wrap up because there's a lot of news and we ain't gonna be able to get through all this. We we'll probably um, throw all this news to next week's episode. So the last bit um, we have, um, which is said, rumor, Morbius, Carnage, Wraith um, are some of the, um, as they said, the theme of the DLC are killers and redemption. Depending on who Carnage is, they said the contact is leaning towards Peter Parker, Carnage, where you play as Miles, where they are in the concept stage and not fully decided on that yet. They originally planned. They originally planned on revealing it all over the summer, but due to the situation we're all in facing, pushing it to late summer. So August is more likely, potentially later, depending on the uh, how the situation develops. The release remains 2021, which you have guessed. You guesstimated winter 2021. I guessed 2022. Hmm. So, I w- I would. I would say 2022 would not seem unreasonable. Yeah. And they do... And this the only thing in the, of this, this rumor. Even though this all is hype, and the mm-hmm. fact that Peter is a possibility that the Carnage symbiote is not out... The symbiote is not out of his system. Like, bits of it still within his system, and he's becoming Carnage before it gets to Cletus Cassidy, that you have to play as Miles to save Peter. Mm-hmm. That sounds very interesting. I hope they stick with it. Because mm-hmm. you're giving ample time to let Miles be a character and let him be a hero. Yeah. Let him actually grow and have his own story. Um, so I'm hoping this is legit. I'm hoping that it's real. The fact that Morbius? Morbius? Dude, that would be pretty crazy to see Morbius in a game. Like, he's I've never Morbius. 
I haven't only played um, fuck Shattered Dimensions. I, I, I totally blanked on the name, and its sequel. I haven't played Web. I never played Web of Shadows. I played Ultimate Spider-Man, mm-hmm. and I played the classic two Spider-Man games on the PS One. Never in any of those games, Morbius was in the game. If they can, if they can put, if Insomniac puts Morbius in a Spider-Man game, holy fuck shit! It should be out. If if it's all still on track, it should be out August of 2021, so we can get a Morbius DLC in October of 2021. Because <laughs> he fits the vampire thing. Yeah, yeah, he super would. Oh man, this is. Oh, oh, this is so so much good shit. So much good shit. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, as this is legit. Um, oh man, this is a good way to end an episode. I was gonna, I was gonna, we was gonna do it. I'll do my theory on John Krasinski playing Fantastic. If his the Marvel theory with John Krasinski. That's a good title for next week's episode. That's a good. That's a good one. The Marvel theory with Desi Robinson and guests. <laughs> Make it a um, twenty twenty episode. It's like twenty twenty one. No, no. Christian's nineteen. Twenty twenty <laughs> is what you if you if you grew up in the nineties, you had TGIF. You knew it was time to go to bed when twenty twenty came on with Barbara Walters after Family Matters yep. went off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because I don't want people like what the fuck twenty twenty. We're in the year twenty twenty. I'm old. All right, we classify this. I'm old. Yeah. <laughs> now go out and stop Guys, buying. Not that old. Stop buying 3D printers and go out and play some video games and stay in the fucking house. <laughs> because it's supposed to, Halloween is falling on Friday and it's going to be a full moon. I know, right? This will be the only time I actually going to be outside drinking and smoking. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we're gone. Uh, Christian got his wish and he got to talk about Mandalorian 